Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You are now listening to The War Report Podcast Network. What is everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 147 of the College Loop Podcast. I'm Don Lark at you will take on Twitter slash X. I'm here to talk to y'all about that game that happened yesterday. And if you were living under a rock, then you would have noticed that Auburn, unless you were living under a rock, which I envy you a little bit, uh, Auburn lost to Maryland in the Music City Bowl 31-13 to in a game that was never really close because Maryland started off hot on a 21-point, uh, just uh, just after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown in that first quarter. Uh, overall, just a terrible, terrible game uh, that Auburn could not really find any rhythm offensively. Uh, it was very bad, and oh boy, I am not happy to talk about this game whatsoever. Uh, Auburn did have a few bright spots to come up from this game. Uh, that I'm going to shine the light on first before I get into the negative parts of this game. Uh, Starting off first, uh, Hank Brown uh, came out of nowhere, 7 for 932 yards, kind of played some garbage time, so kind of be a little hesitant to go a little too crazy with that. Auburn played three quarterbacks, Peyton Thorne, 13 to 27, 84 yards, and a touchdown with interception. And then Holden Garner came in, one for six for eight yards and one interception for him as well. Nothing got going for Auburn offensively in this game. Absolutely nothing. The run game, Auburn rushed for 76 yards in this game. Dirk West Hunter, 13 carries, 44 yards, averaged 3.4 yards a carry. Damari Austin, 9 carries for 23 yards, 2.6 yards per carry. And Auburn, the, 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 the Auburn's third leading rusher, Oscar Chapman, the punter. Uh, who got 10, 10 carries, uh, who got 10 yards on one carry, which was, I think, the longest play of, from scrimmage for, I think, the majority of the game until the Hank Brown dot to Caleb Burton later on in the game. But, I mean, that game was just god-awful from start to finish. Auburn could not do anything to stop uh, the run game, couldn't stop uh, Maryland's passing attack in that first quarter. Uh, second quarter, third quarter, the, the last three quarters of the game, Auburn's defense really stepped up, found a rhythm, found something to stop uh, Maryland's uh, offensive attack. I mean, uh, their leading rusher was their quarterback with 50 yards. And, I mean, it kind of trickles down from there. Uh, they found a way to get stops, but the offense just could not do anything. It was uh, Auburn get a stop after a long drive and then uh, would force a, either not a field goal, but like force the ball back over to the offense and the offense with three and out. Uh, everything about this game screams – unprepared from start to finish this game came down to maybe 
the uh, the staff was just too worried about recruiting that week. That's what it. That's what it seemed like. Hugh Freeze said in the in his press conference. Just everything about this game just screamed unprepared. And from what we saw from the practices, from everything, it just it just was bad. And uh, I just got a question from Teresa and Leanne. I see your comment. I'm gonna come back to that when we talk about basketball. Uh, do you, do you think the flu that many of them had may have had some impact? I'm not saying it's an excuse, but they were so flat. I don't think that's the flu. That's some uh, that's something else. Uh, that that's just being unprepared to play. The practices apparently didn't they didn't practice very well. Uh, they didn't scheme very well, and that was evident in the game. Uh, overall, this this is just a terrible, terrible performance for the first bowl game of the Hugh Freeze era. And I understand it's year one. I understand that. You know, you're not expecting a lot. Six wins is pretty good for what you have. Uh, it's an improvement from last year, but you're lo- leaving this year with a losing record. I am not for the people who are trying to say the fire you freeze, but it is a cause for concern whenever the offense, when there's now been two games this season that I can think of, and both of them sandwiched, uh, sandwiched the Iron Bowl, Mexico State and this bowl game. Both of them were games that were called because Auburn was too busy recruiting and not practicing for the now. You have to practice for the now before you can prepare for the future. Prepare for the future. Now, I'm not saying you can't do both, but you can't prioritize one over the other. Uh, and, and in this case, it was very evident. Uh, Auburn got again got the garbage time touchdown to Jeremiah Cobb, who I don't know why he only had three carries. Uh, this just was not a game that should be looked at too often. I mean, I'm not going to say bowl games don't matter. I think bowl games matter to an extent for some programs. But this is a game that you have to look at and wonder what happened. Uh, what went wrong in the practices? What went wrong with the coaches? What went wrong with the players? Something was wrong within the program that caused a game like this. Because you cannot tell me that this game – was the same game they were practicing for all week. Uh, and I, I know we saw a lot of film from the practices. We saw a lot of, uh, like, Demarcus Riddick having himself a couple of practices where he showed out. Uh, but this, this I, I, I hope they all enjoy their, enjoy their time in Nashville. I really do. But this game was just not good. This game was very bad. Uh, hopefully this is not a uh, sign of what's to come. This is just, hey, this is just us with, a couple of opt-outs that hurt. I mean, the opt-outs definitely did hurt. Uh, Jay Simp, DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett not being in this game definitely hurt uh, Auburn defensively. But after that first quarter, Auburn only gave up 10 points. I don't think how I don't think the opt-outs really hurt all that much because the offense was – I don't think the offense had very many opt-outs outside of Javarius Johnson transferring out. And Amari Kelly wouldn't have really played. But I, I just don't know. This might have been, I, I don't want to say the worst, but it was, it was one of the flattest performances I've seen from this team this year. Uh, and, and again, I don't want to say bowl games don't matter. I think bowl games, again, for, for a program building season and a program building year for Hugh Freeze, I think this bowl game mattered to an extent. I think this is a game that would have done numbers if you had won. And all it did was leave more questions asked than answered going into the future because bowl games are usually for what are we going to see from these players in the future? What are we going to see from 
from like uh, Colton Hood, who had a couple of great plays, and one of them did not go his way whenever he tipped the pass up to a Maryland wide receiver. But what can you do? It, it just comes down to that. And Auburn had two very stupid fumbles on on special teams. But Brian Batie and Keontae Scott both had one, and of course, two interceptions did not help. Losing the turnover battle is going to happen. Uh, it's going to happen in losses. Uh, but and looking at it from as a season, I mean, you finished six and seven. You did not win a single game you shouldn't have. Uh, you didn't lose a game that you were oh, – you lost one game that you were supposed to lose or that you weren't supposed to lose in New Mexico State. But you went, you came into a game where the team that was coming in did not have the starting quarterback, didn't have the Big Ten all-time leading passer in Talia Tungavaloa. And their backup quarterbacks came in. The second and the third string both came in and just lit up this defense uh, and made plays. And and the experience on the defensive line really showed uh, in, in the interior whenever Jason Jones would be off or Keldrick Frock would be off. And it'd be – I'm trying to think of all the names that came up. I think Lawrence Johnson's name was brought up a lot. Uh, J- and I really wish – that this team played with the same level of intensity as we saw from Jalen McLeod all game. Jalen McLeod had a great game, uh, but you can't really talk about that in a loss. Keldrick Falk had his first career uh, sack. Uh, and got another thought from Teresa. The defense, the defensive issues stemmed from no tape from uh, their quarterback. Once we saw some things, we adjusted well, but 21 is too many when the offense is firing on all cylinders, and we know PT doesn't do well. I yeah, the the this offense was way too conservative. I mean, it, you saw that from the wide the wide receivers. I know we talked about it a lot with how the wide receiver core wasn't going to be the same that we've had uh, all season long. I, it but we were only down really Devarius Johnson, and I don't think Shane Hooks played. But Camden Brown had a lot of drops. Uh, at some point, we were just relying strictly on Rivaldo Fairweather, and then whenever he went out, we would ju- the offense would just shut down. Uh, Brandon Frazier had a had a nice touchdown grab. Uh, Michael Riley Ducker had a great catch uh, when he chucked over like three people. Shane Hooks actually was playing. I, I now see on there. Uh, the wide receiver core wasn't any different than what we've seen outside of Javarius Johnson. I, I don't think this the offensive play calling should have been any different than what we've seen in other games. This is not the offense is not is not that much different than the offense we've had all season long. You still had your leading receiver, you your leading receiver, you still had your leading rusher, your leading passer. You had all these keys on your offense, but you didn't deliver. You, you called conservative play calls. You called stupid plays. Uh, and let's see. I got Keats talking. Dylan, I know you tried to talk yourself into Thorne, but you were right about Ashford being better. He's gone now, though, so it's portal time. I, see, let me. I'm, I'm, I know I'm the, I'm the Robbie Ashford guy, yes. But I do think as a quarterback and for what the program is right now i do think that peyton thorne is going to be the guy in 2024 do i wish robbie ashford had worked out yes do i wish robbie ashford was still on the team yes because that would have given someone else to rely on and you could change up the scheme a little bit and let the ball be moved on the ground a little bit more with robbie ashford i don't want to be in the same camp as people blaming i cannot put any of this game on peyton thorne this game has nothing to do with Peyton Thorne, and, and to, to, to an extent, I, I don't think this whole game can be blamed on the play that we got from Peyton Thorne, because it was 
every level of the team had a play or had a couple of or had a had the game where it just looked bad on all on all accounts. And I get it. Yeah, you can kind of put the some blame on them because they came in with Hank Brown and let him sling the rock and he and he performed very well whenever he got in. And I mean, but we went all season long hearing from this coaching staff that Horn Garner was like this true passer and this great arm and all this other stuff. But Horn Garner came in and only completed one pass and threw an interception. And let's see, you got Robbie had heart and he loved Auburn, so he always tried his best. His offense was way better. I do think that if Robbie had played yesterday, it would have been different because the level of effort that, and as Teresa says, Robbie Ashford, I think play has played plays with him more heart than a lot of players get. A lot of fans get fans give him credit for. Uh, but I, I don't know if if Robbie Ashford would be the guy going the next year. I, I do wish. I hope Robbie Ashford has a great career wherever he does end up. I am. I, I've already mentioned I'm going to buy his jersey. You can hold me to that wherever he goes, uh, just because. I'm going to support him through and through uh, because he's a true Auburn. He's, he's the epitome of what I want from an Auburn player coming through this program. And I do think he can be a program builder uh, effort wise and, and overall just as a character. But as, as a team, I think where I, I think he lacks the passing consistency to be the guy going into 2024. Like I'm looking at, uh, like Peyton Thorne, I think could develop into that if you give him, if you give Hugh Freeze a spring and a and a, and a summer. Uh, hopefully he can. Uh, if not, you're kind of you kind of have shot yourself in the foot and have to take whatever you can through the portal at, in that second cycle. I don't think I I do not believe that Hugh Freeze is getting a portal quarterback in this period. I think he's going to try what he can. He's going to see what he can can do and see what he can get out of you know out of Peyton Thorne, out of Holden, out of Hank Brown, out of out of Walker White, not of anybody else on this on this roster. And Hugh Freeze came out and said that this quarterback battle is going to be wide open going into next year. And I I truly believe that, and I do believe I do wish that Robbie Ash would be a part of that. I I but I it, he's he's gone. Uh, again, wishing the best, but this is going to be Peyton Thorne, Holden Gurner, Walker White, Hank Brown. These are all slashes between all those guys. It's going to be one of their teams next year. Uh, I, and I don't know how likely it is for Hugh Freeze to get a portal quarterback because at some point, whenever you're just recycling portal quarterbacks, you're just getting yourself in the bad kind of rhythm because you you don't want to be known as a guy who can't recruit or can't develop a quarterback because Hugh Freeze has always been known as a quarterback developer, a quarterback whisperer, and he only he did not have that much time with with Peyton Thorne that he had with a lot of other, a lot of other guys. So it's going to be interesting to see later on in the year or and going into next year because. Uh, uh, end of the show. See you next year, kind of joke. Uh, but it's gonna be interesting to see what, how, how the spring goes and how how it ends up. Uh, it's gonna be a quarterback battle that we're gonna be paying very close attention to, as we have been for the past two years that this show, is, or the I guess past year that the show's been has been around. And I mean, my entire life has been watching quarterback battles at Auburn. Uh, but I, I do again. I I wish that uh, I wish Robbie Ashford the best. Uh, Teresa Walker White will probably redshirted and play scout team. I'm sure scout team is what helped tank. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. I, I, and I think that we're going to go into a spring where it's going to be the same formatting that we had last this past year. Like, I think Hank Brown and uh, Robbie Ashford, Holden, 
and uh, Peyton Thorne all had a week where they got with the, got to play with the ones, and then the next week they moved it down to three, and then the next week they moved it down to two, and then they finally found their guy in Peyton Thorne. I think it's going to be kind of like that. Uh, but I, I think Walker White's going to have at least a week or so where he's going to be able to like see if he can win the starting job, and if not, he's going to be redshirted, and then you know he'll be the quarterback of the future going to 2025 and so on and so forth. But I, I, I do think that uh, Hank Walker White is going to be uh, is going to be redshirted, and, uh, but I, I still don't know how likely it is that Hank Brown's going to be uh, a true contender for the starting job because uh, again, at some point you're looking at garbage time. Uh, I, and I understand the ball. He threw the ball well. He threw the ball very well. He 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 looks like a great passer. But I look at the time of the game that it was played. It was very late in the game, and I find it very hard sometimes to give credit uh, for those points of the game. If if Auburn had got him at the onside kick and he led back another touchdown drive and it was thirty-one to twenty or whatever, then different different level of of thought process. But when it comes to late games and and playing in garbage time and getting yards like that, I find it hard to go full on start him next year. And I, I love the jokes about him being a Heisman contender next year. Those are all funny, but I just, I'm not, I'm not with it right now. But with that, I'm going to kind of move on from the season by giving my grades for the 2023 season for the first year under the Hugh Freeze tenure that ended six and seven, three and five in the SEC. And it's going to be kind of a, it's kind of, it's going to be this, the same kind of stuff. Uh, I think offense offensively get a C you didn't have a thousand yard rusher. You almost got, you could have had one 909 yards. Uh, passing was very iffy at times. Uh, sometimes it looked good. Sometimes it looked bad. C is best I can do for the offense. Uh, it's, it just was not anything near consistent for me to give it uh, anything more than a C and it wasn't bad enough for me to give it anything less than a, anything less than that grade uh, defensively B uh, defense was very improved uh, again, games where they, they never really gave up a lot of points in these games. I mean, the most they've given up was of course LSU with 48, but other than that, not any, none of these other games outside of, I'm not going to mention the, New Mexico State game anymore because it haunts me to this day. But only one other game scored over 30 points. Uh, turnovers improved. Uh, everything else has improved from the last year. So defense gets a B. Uh, and then overall, that grade is, is like a C plus. Uh, and I think I'm down to lower that to like a C. Uh, it just wasn't spectacular, but it wasn't terrible. Uh, there's a lot of positives you can take in the next year, and there's a lot of negatives you need to get rid of. And I think Rivaldo Fairweather said it best saying that uh, there's a lot of people on this team that there's a lot of people who aren't in the same mindset that need to be out of this program. And uh, I kind of agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, let's see, Teresa Beholden was in garbage time too. So Hank might end up two instead of three. I completely agree. I just don't think Hank Brown is going to be like the starter uh, or whatever. But I mean, Holden Garner has come out in practices before and absolutely showed out and gave Peyton Thorne and Robbie Ashford run for their money too. So the practice, let, let the, I'm going to let the spring tell the tale. Uh, yesterday, Holden has a big arm, but no accuracy. Watch out for freeze to bring his guy from Liberty after the bowl game tomorrow. I wouldn't mind uh, Caden Salter. Uh, I think that's Caden Salter. I think it's his name uh, from Liberty. If they were to get a guy, but I'm a little hesitant to say that Auburn should get a trace portal quarterback right now. I kind of want to let the spring play out and then uh, see what happens from there. But 
with that, move on to some news that happened from this past weekend. Uh, Charles Kelly, the co- the defensive coordinator from the Colorado Buffaloes, has been hired as the co-defensive coordinator and assistant coach for Auburn going into next year. Uh, if you want to look at some of his his resume, he was a former Auburn player. He played defensive back in the 80s uh, from 86 to 89, and then he immediately went into coaching. Uh, not soon after that, began his coaching career at Central Phoenix City High School. So roots or the the curse might have officially been broken because Auburn now has brought in a coach who went who coached who was who went through the Central Phoenix High School uh, sec- sector. Uh, then he went he came to Auburn as ninety three as a graduate assistant, and then he cut spent a couple he spent five years in Jacksonville State as a running back, defensive back, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator uh, at Jackson for the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. And then going into, he came back into the FBS level for Georgia Tech. And then 2013, he was a special teams coordinator and linebackers coach for the Florida State Seminoles in the national championship year. Then 2014 to 2017, defensive coordinator for Florida State. Then he was 2018, he was special teams coordinator and safeties coach for Tennessee. 2019 to 2022, he was the assistant defensive coordinator and safeties coach for Alabama. Then 23, defensive coordinator and safeties coach. And now to Auburn, where he's going to be the coaches coordinator. Uh, this comes into light a day before, as we heard today, Wesley McGriff, Coach Crime Dog, has left for Texas A&M. So, you guys' replacement before he officially left. So, he's going to be working alongside Zach Etheridge, and they're going to be one heck of a recruiting duo uh, between those two. If you have not seen it before, uh, 24-7 ranked Charles Kelly as the top recruiter in the country. Uh, he is just an outstanding recruiter. He has brought in a lot of great players to Colorado in just a year. Uh, so it's going to be great to see what he can do for the Auburn defense and for Auburn as a whole, uh, building up for their future. Uh, and this Auburn staff that he has built is built for recruiting. Uh, and time will tell if it's really built for, for winning, but recruiting is where, how you get there. And I think that getting Charles Kelly in is a huge pickup for Hugh Freeze and co. And we've also had three, declares declarees for the NFL draft. Uh, Lawrence Johnson, defensive tackle, former transfer out of Purdue. Also had Cam Stutz declared for the NFL draft as well. And a Gunner Britton, I don't know if he officially declared, but he left a little heartfelt message uh, talking about his time in college football and whatnot. But uh, I do believe he might be entering his name into the draft as well. All the best of luck to them. And before we get into football, gonna, or get into basketball, a little highlight of the day for everybody. Jarrett Stidham, former Auburn quarterback, has officially won his first start of the 2023 season. Uh, 2032, 20 for 32, 224 yards, a touchdown, uh, and also paired that with six yards on the ground as well. So, Colin, if you're listening, your boy, our boy Jarrett Stidham has won your team a game. So, shout out Jarrett Stidham for balling out in his first career, first start of the 2023 season. And before we get into basketball again, just want to let everybody know if you want to support the show, but you'd like, comment, subscribe, uh, leave your grades for the season if you or leave any more thoughts you have for the 2023 football season and going into basketball season as well. So, and show some love everywhere else as well. Social medias, you have it everywhere on social media, Twitter, TikTok, yeah, it's all, all that jazz as well. Make sure you rate us as well as follow us as well. And of course, if you want another way to support the show, there is a way to do that. As well, if you go to thewarport.com, go to the shop. 
on the first page after you click that link, you'll see a beautiful, comfortable feeling loopy t-shirt that comes in five different colorways. Comes in navy, heather navy, black, heather black, and midnight heather gray. All $25 for your own feeling loopy shirt of the day. Again, the most comfortable shirt you are ever going to wear in your entire life. So get your own feeling loopy shirt today. It'd be the greatest Valentine's Day gift for your loved ones if you'd like to get them a nice comfortable shirt to wear for all the functions. Uh, sadly, not, there's not express delivery for you to wear for your New Year's Eve party tonight. But yeah, they're right there. And I'll can see what I can do. Get it in green for for, uh, for St. Patrick's Day in March. So why not? Just get it, just get it for all the holiday uh, needs that you could possibly ask for. Uh, and with that, basketball. Auburn basketball is on fire. And they are one game out from SEC play yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, they took down the Chattanooga Mocs by a score of 101 to 66 and got a couple of double digit performances from, of course, the basics, the, ba- the, the normal people. Jalen Williams, Janai Broom, and Chad Baker Mazzara all hit double digit points. Jay Will, of course, if you weren't paying attention to Jalen Williams yesterday, every time he threw up a shot, it went in nine for nine from the field, two for two from the three, and one for one from the free throw line. Uh, paired that with so 21 points, also got five rebounds, got an assist and a steal, and no fouls for Jalen Williams. So great game overall from Jay Will. Uh, Janai Broom, 18 points, four blocks, eight rebounds from Jay from Janai Broom. Uh, then of course, Chad Baker Mazar came off the bench, shot. Two for two from the free throw line, three for five from the three-point line, four for seven overall, 13 points, two assists, one steal, and one rebound for Chad Baker Mazzara. And just go through I could go through the box for all uh, the entire time if I wanted to. Uh, Auburn absolutely balled out from start to finish of this game. Came out swinging on a team that's very good, a very a very good mid-major that could find their way into the into the tournament if they keep this if keep up their play. But this Auburn team is is special. Uh, not many teams that I've seen from from this that wear this orange and blue go ten deep, uh, and and I, when I say that, Auburn might have two different tournament teams on one team, just from the ten deep that it has. And I know I'm going to bring up Leanne's uh, comment from the first comment from the show. If we stay healthy, we are going to go the second weekend in March. I I think it's it's possible this team could go deeper uh, if they if they keep this level of play. I don't think this Auburn team has peaked yet. I think there's still some levels of the, of game of the game that this team can get better at. Uh, if starting off the free throws, 76% for the free throw line. Would love that to come come up a little bit, but I mean they're shoot, shooting 44% from the three against a, a very good mid major in Chattanooga is very good. Uh, held held them to only 66 points, and their their leading scorer who was putting up 18 points a game held them to, held them to only 15. Uh, well, that's not really all that much of a difference, but. This, this team is special. This team is very special. And if you are not buying stock on our basketball right now, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, you you need to watch this team play. Football season's over. We can stop worrying about Auburn football uh, for the time being before recruiting kicks back up and the spring practice comes back around. But even then, that should be second on the list to Auburn men's and women's basketball because both those teams are popping off right now. And, of course, we're not far off from softball, baseball, and gymnastics as well. So, if you want sports that aren't going to hurt you mentally uh, and emotionally, you have every other sport that Auburn has to offer outside of football 
So, of course, go check out Auburn basketball. Uh, as They're going to get ready to play Penn. And I believe the fourth, I need to pull that up. Exactly. Uh, I figured the third weekend is a lot of luck on seeding. I, you, you're right. Uh, and I think Auburn, the last time I saw Bracketology was listed as a five seed. I think that was the last time I saw that. Uh, and I think that's right on money. But they'll be playing uh, versus Penn on the second, not the fourth. Women's basketball plays on the fourth. Uh, playing Penn on the second, the last game before SEC conference play. And they're playing a team in Arkansas who kind of has fallen off the wagon a little bit, nine and four. Uh, I don't know, fall off the wagon in a sense of they're still good, but they're not as good as we thought they were going to be. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how this how this first game goes because it's going to be in Bud Walton, a uh, place that a lot of Auburn teams have gone to uh, die. Uh, speaking of, but this this team is different. Uh, this Auburn team is way different. Uh, guard play is has been the some of the best guard play we've seen from a Bruce Pearl team here at Auburn. Uh, you have big men that all mesh well together. Jay Will, Janai Broom, Chad Baker, Mazzara. Dylan Cardwell has had a pretty decent stretch of games. I mean, he's not had a bad – he's not had a really terrible Dylan Cardwell game that has seemed to affect us in any t- type of way. And he got it 18 minutes. He got seven points, nine rebounds, assists, and a, a steal, and three blocks from Dylan Cardwell. We are seeing the highest level of Dylan Cardwell we have seen since he's been at Auburn. And that – this if this team could just stay healthy – if this team can stay consistent, if this team can get hot when it needs to, this team is going to do special things. And I will put my life on that because holy crap, this team is good. Uh, and not only are they good, women's basketball is also a little bit of a hot streak. They're 11 and 2. Uh, took on the North Alabama Lions today and won 79 to 58. McKenna Eddings had a career day, putting up 14 points, five. Or let me make sure I get the three rebounds, two assists. Also got three steals as well and a block. All around great performance from McKenna Eddings. This team also looks very, very good. Uh, really need to get stay on the consistent side of things because they've had a couple. They had a couple. Those couple the words are hard. Those couple of losses that they had really looked bad. Uh, whenever, whenever they couldn't get their way uh, uh, scoring points. Uh, but overall, this team is very balanced. Uh, start to finish. They're, they go about eight deep, uh, but uh, Scott Grayson only had three points. I think she got knocked out a little early, uh, but got up a couple points, only put up three. Uh, but Jemiah Mingo Young, 13 points. Sydney Shaw put up 11. Th- this this team is fun to watch. If you're not watching Auburn with basketball this year, Auburn might have two tournament teams on the planes because Coach Jay has put together a special roster. Uh, and this team is probably, is going to win a couple games they shouldn't. And they're going to – they're right now uh, hopefully getting prepared to take on the Tennessee Lady Volunteers on the 4th at 7 o'clock. Uh, so if you are not doing anything on the 4th, I highly recommend buying some tickets. Uh, that's a Thursday if you're not looking. I highly, highly suggest buying tickets to go watch Auburn take on the Lady Volunteers. It's a very, very good basketball team playing against a very, very good basketball team. Uh, and fun fact, the first time I've ever uh, stormed stormed a field or a court uh, was when Auburn took down the number four-ranked Tennessee Lady Volunteers. And that's where Mr. Harrison Tarr got trucked by Dylan Cardwell. So make sure to go check out women's basketball. And I see Leanne going off over here. We have season tickets for the ladies. They see them like a lot of fun, and they are tall. Go to a game if you haven't. Bruce Pearl will make a believer of you. 
I agree about Coach Jay. We are going to both Penn and Ten. Penn and Tennessee. So you're going to have a lot of fun this week. I, I highly, I highly agree with that, Leanne. I, I think everyone should be doing the Leanne method: buy tickets to go watch Auburn men's and women's basketball because they are a lot of fun to watch. Again, Auburn has two tournament level teams all playing in Neville Arena, and that is just the greatest thing ever. So go check those, go check out those teams. We'll have full previews of those games coming up. We'll have the pin preview tomorrow. For the, or we'll have the pin preview on two, for the Tuesday show, and we'll have a Tennessee preview for the Thursday show. So, again, go support your local men's and women's basketball teams because they are a lot more fun to watch than football. Uh, and they also cause a lot less heartbreak uh, than football does. Uh, and, Teresa, I know. Because I you, uh, you live in San Antonio. You live in the Texas area, I know. Uh, but yeah, I wish it, it, and if you, again, if you can't make sure you watch it on TV, pull up on your phone, watch it all the time. Uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. And Teresa, I know you brought up earlier. I'm waiting for gymnastics. I like, I like basketball, but I don't love it. Like I do football gymnastics actually starts up in a week. They have a quad meet, I believe. And I'm trying to find it on my tab. So they have a quad meet in Las Vegas, Nevada, and they are playing one of the blue bloods of the sport. They're playing UCLA as well as Cal and Alabama in their first quad meet of the year. And again, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's going to be on the it's going to be eight o'clock p.m. It's going to be on Saturday, January sixth, and that'll start off the season. That's going to figure. You're just going to start off how you're going to. And I, I don't think Auburn is going to do surprisingly well. I kind of sit there and talked about uh, with Colin. Colin watches a lot more gymnastics than than I would than I watch, uh, which is sad because I need to watch more of it. My girlfriend absolutely loves the gymnastics team. I live outside of Houston. My daughter lives in San Antonio. That's where I was, my brain, because I'm mean, at UTSA uh, pipeline, uh, went to San Antonio. But I don't think Auburn does all that. So I, don't, I don't think Auburn does as well as they did last year. Uh, that, and that's because it's going to be a younger team. You have Cassie Stevens coming back, Sophia Growth uh, coming back as well. I think they're going to do very well. Uh, but overall, I don't think Auburn has a true all-around talent outside of Cassie Stevens, uh, but uh, they could very well surprise me. Uh, and Losing Sunni was tough. I, I would also argue that Darion Goborn uh, left a bigger impact, or left a bigger hole leaving than, than Sunni might have. Uh, for the full routine, uh, Sunni was absolutely awesome on the bars, uh, but Sunni wasn't really, uh, I, I think she kind of, once she got injured last year, I uh, kind of saw less and less of her because, you know, she's preparing for the uh, for the Olympics. So, again, wish her the best of luck in the Olympics. I'll be cheering her on, as as well as Darren Goborn in the WWE. I don't watch WWE, but I will if Darren Goborn is 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 uh, wrestling out there. But uh, you have Sophia Growth. Uh, you have Cassie Stevens. Uh, those are going to be your two heavy hitters. Uh, and, of course, there's some other kind of wrapped around. Araya Bush. Looked around. She got sick with it. Was it kidney disease? I thought she like hurt her foot. Was it on her foot? I could be very wrong. I, I just remember it was something about her foot that I heard. Uh, but go buy your tickets for gym, Auburn gymnastics this year. They're gonna. They're gonna. It's always fun to watch. Uh, it, I, and I believe that their tickets are now standing room only. So if you want to see Auburn gymnastics. It's only for an hour and a half of standing up. It's completely worth it. Go get tickets. It's a lot of fun. You And Neville Arena is just a fun place to be in the spring. Men's, women's basketball, 
and of course gymnastics and it's just a fun fun time i'm also getting ready for softball and baseball coming up very soon i got my frank thomas jersey i also need to buy a softball jersey very fun times in auburn in the spring so stay tuned to the college league podcast for all of your auburn athletics needs and with that honestly anybody's got any questions for me i'll kind of stick around for a couple more minutes uh, if anybody's got any other questions about my thoughts on Auburn football, basketball, baseball, all that jazz. Uh, she may have gotten slightly hurt, but she had been struggling with kidney issues as well. Okay, so it was it was a kidney issue. I, I always thought it was like she got tweaked up her ankle, is what I heard. Uh, and that kind of caused her to kind of sit out so, through a couple of them. Uh, but I, I very well could be wrong. I don't want anybody to quote me on that. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, SUNY also doing. I think she got what there was. I'm trying to remember the the U.S. World Championship thing. I think she got second place or third place uh, out of like America's top gymnast gymnasts. Um, I I think we should honestly put a uh, put a statue up for all the gymnastics uh, people. Uh, I as in SUNY Lee went to basketball last night. Chad Baker talks trash, almost as good as Katie. Those two are the exact same person. The, I love them both so much. They're both they're both psychopaths. Uh, Chad Baker Mazar is just a taller version of KD. The only thing is, Kate, Chad Baker uh, Chad can actually uh, she was first all round. Oh, I thought she got like second, but yeah, cool. First place all round because Sunil is the t- best gymnast in the in the world. Uh, but let's see, I, the thing about the difference between CBM and and KD, uh, CBM can actually speak English for the most part. Uh, KD Johnson just screams. Uh, that's all he does. <laughs> I wish I need to get the clip of him uh, of of when they were asking them to wish the best of luck to all of the <laughs> to the football team, and he just started screaming. And I don't think he said a word the entire video. Uh, Pin will offer another opportunity to sit on the floor with the kids, not back in school. I was right next to the bike and talked to Chad a lot. That's cool. Yeah, Ch- the CBM looks like he's a he's a fun guy. I, I love. He's one of my favorite transfers that came in. Uh, he's one of my favorite players on this team. He also he also reacts to a lot of our uh, our posts about the basketball team as well. So, CBM uh, is an Auburn man through and through. Even if he didn't start here, he is he's an Auburn man through and through. And I, I love CBM. And you know, the basketball team's gonna do something special. And y'all, again, if you haven't gone to watch them play, do yourself a favor, find tickets, go watch them play. They're a lot of fun. Uh, and that team, that's this is one of the most likable teams ever, too. It, it, you cannot not root for this team. Uh, and Katie Johnson is just my favorite player. <laughs> one of my favorite players I've ever watched play. Uh, and CBM is getting up there, too, uh, just all around. This this team is awesome. He said he loves Auburn. I mean, it, it's hard. And if you love Auburn, Auburn will be back. That's as simple as that. Uh, and he, Charles, I think Charles Barkley said that. All, every Auburn legend has said that. If you love Auburn, they'll love you back. And uh, Auburn really loves Chad Baker Mazzara. Uh, but with that, I'll let everybody go to enjoy your New Year's celebrations. Uh, it's currently 6.40 where I'm at. So about five hours and 20 minutes until the New Year. And we'll start 2024 off with a bang. Uh, we are going to have a great year and a great second year uh, right here at the College Loop. But of course, if you want to follow me on social media, you have me on Instagram, you have me on Twitter. Or X, whatever you want to call it, at your boy the tank at Y A B O Y the tank. It's also right there. If you want to go find that, it's also in the link below. If you want to copy and paste it, I uh, also have an Instagram as well at Dylan Lark at D Y L E N L E R C K. And of course, 
you want to follow us right here in the college loop, you can find us everywhere. Uh, Twitter slash X, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, all of that jazz, all at the college loop. Also, it's right here on Instagram. Just like, comment, subscribe, leave your grades for Auburn, Auburn football, and leave your predictions for where you think Auburn basketball is going to finish this season at, whether that be the, the round of 64, 32, Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four, Championship, whatever you want to say as well. And of course, if you want to, if you're tired of seeing our faces, completely understand it. I don't think I'm the best looking guy in the world, but I completely get it if you want to go listen to our voices instead. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Make sure to rate us five stars while you're there. Uh, but all that being said, thank you all for tuning in for the live stream. Thank you for listening, uh, not outside of the live stream. But with all that being said, this has been the College Loop Podcast. Mm-hmm.